Muldrum and today I'm speaking with Carolyn Spencer from City Bible Forum. Great, exciting topic today as we look at some tips on overcoming anxiety in evangelism. Welcome to you, Carolyn. Hi, Tina. (laughs) Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure and I love this topic because even as a person that I would say I'm you know, fairly confident to share my faith, I do still experience you know, levels <laughs> of anxiety with certain people. So let's talk about you first, Carolyn. Tell us a bit about your background. Thanks, Tina. Uh, I've been working as a, I guess you could say, an evangelist for the last, I think it's about 14 years now. Hmm. Yes. And uh, I think my own personal journey as far as evangelism goes, when I was in my 20s, I was a lot more gung-ho. I took risks in relationships in what I said. Um, But I've noticed that as I've got older, I've become a little bit more risk-averse. And I think it's because Mm. I'm aware now of the impact of my words and what they do to relationships. Maybe I'm just a little bit more self-protective than I was when I was 20. And mm. so, yeah, I've, I've noticed that I, I do get more anxious um, sometimes in conversations when there's opportunities to talk about Jesus. And uh, they talk about those instinctive anxiety reactions of uh, fight, flight, freeze, and there's a fourth one. I can't remember what it is. But uh, for me, it's generally the freeze response or the <laughs> right. flight response. So the freeze yeah. response is I just go, I don't know what to say here, and I'm like a deer in the headlights. Mm. Um, the flight response is I don't know what to say here, and so I'll change the conversation. Right. Yeah. So I think they're the, the two that most often happen for me when I'm in um, uh, conversations are starting to feel a bit anxious. Yeah, and the same for me. And I think where there's more relational equity, <laughs> I feel it even more. Is that what happens for you? I think so. I think the the stakes are higher when it's significant people and in my life that I'm talking to, and that can that can change. Sometimes that's family members. Sometimes it's not. Uh, sometimes it's uh people I know through my work sometimes it's not it just completely depends yeah yeah absolutely and I think I think that that's a good thing though I think that is healthy because you know my style of evangelism is very much trying to stay in, on the journey with people like I want a chance to disciple mm. them not not just get them to say yes to Jesus so I am trying to hold the relationship as well in there so yeah, what do you think from your own training and mentoring people in this space? Why do you think people do feel so anxious? Yeah, that's a that's a good question and I think there can be a number of reasons. It can be uh a knowledge gap in the sense of I just don't know what to say. Mm. Uh it can be um an anxiety around how the other person will respond. And what are the potential implications of that? So they yeah. they seem to be the two biggest uh, anxieties or concerns that I hear uh, as I talk to Christian people. But there'd be yeah. other ones as well. Yeah. Yeah. I totally resonate with those. I'm like, yep, 
totally. <laughs> I'm living that life as well. <laughs> I, I love one mm. of the things that you do say um, in this space on helping people become or overcoming um, that anxiety, some tips for it. Um, I guess this idea that you have of having a better idea of a way forward in terms of what to say, I guess you're saying be prepared um, for these spaces. Let's talk a little bit about that. What do you do and what do you tell people? Yeah, um, I guess there are two different types of conversations. So there's there's conversations that are going well. Uh, you might be that that are just going well relationally. You might be talking about something that's quite hard, um, uh, something that they're going through, but the conversation itself is positive in terms of the relationship. And mm. so there's um, an opportunity, you know, then to, or, or there can be an opportunity, I should say, to share something of the difference that Jesus makes to you. So just to get Jesus into conversation. So that's yeah. one type of conversation. The other type of conversation is when things are getting a little bit heated because there's a difference of position and that's becoming clear. Mm. And so then it becomes a question of, well, how do we disagree well here and how can we turn a negative into a positive? So I, th I think I've got different things I'd want to say depending on whether it's a positive conversation and you just want to share something about Jesus or it's um, a ne you know slightly negative conversation, or could potentially be quite negative. I'd have a different approach there. Mm, yeah, and I think the fact that you're saying that out loud, that you have actually thought this through, have a thought process, and and teach people: is it a positive conversation? Is it negative? What do I say? I want to know mm. now what you are going to say. So let's <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about that positive conversation and I guess it's mm. how you make that connection to your your faith through that yeah 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 so it's a it's a positive conversation and you want to share Jesus so you want to actually make a good gospel link or connection mm. Mm. and I think the first thing that's useful is uh, to narrow that down a bit so what exactly do we want to do and I think one way of thinking about it is we want to say something that is true and wonderful about Jesus and the difference he makes to life. Mm. Um, I say I say true because we don't want to misrepresent Jesus or what life is like following him. It's not a bed of roses when you become a Christian. Right. Um, Great point. We want to say something, yeah, we want to say something wonderful because we can because life is best when Jesus is at the centre mm. and we want to share something of the difference that following him makes because in our world today, most people have, I guess you could say, a fairly negative view of Christianity. Like they don't just think we're harmless and a bit yeah. quaint and old-fashioned. They actually think our beliefs are dangerous. So I think there's an opportunity there to give a counter story, mm. you know, to share something of the positive difference that Jesus makes. And um, I've actually I've actually put Jesus in there because we want to go straight to Jesus if we can. You know, there's mm. lots that the Bible has to say <laughs> um, about relationship with him and um, how to do life, how to do it well. Um, but if we think what I 
I find is really helpful is I go straight to the Gospels, you know, Mm. straight to uh, Jesus, his life and his teaching because that gets me straight to the heart of things rather than exploring other parts of the Bible. Yeah, so something, saying something true and wonderful about Jesus and the positive difference he makes to life. I think that's what we want to do when we make a good gospel connection. I can see why you're a great trainer and mentor. It's <laughs> You're very, very mindful. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. So let's talk about an example of how that would look. Mm, yeah, great. Um, I've got a couple of examples. I'll start with an easier one and mm. then we can do a harder one. And I'll explain sure. why one of them's easier and others are harder. Yeah, great. So, I remember a conversation I had with someone once about uh, they were having a hard time at work and they'd been badly treated uh, by their boss, I think that would be fair to say, and we talked about how you can move on from that. Um, We Mm. ended up talking about forgiveness. They found Mm. that a hard concept initially because they were saying, oh, but isn't forgiveness saying, um, you know, that nothing has happened mm. and isn't it letting them off the hook? And I was like, no, forgiveness is saying something has happened. You've been hurt. Mm. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, you've been hurt. In a sense, you are letting them off the hook because you're not getting back at them. Yeah. You know, you're actually, you're actually saying, uh, no, I'm not, I'm going to forego my, my right, uh, to get back at you. And I'm, I'm just going to absorb that hurt and pain myself, which is hard. Mm. But mm. it really is the only way that we can keep the hurts of the past in the past and not let them eat away at our present and our future. Yeah, and so right. we're having this conversation about forgiveness. And mm. forgiveness uh, as a Christian person is familiar territory because we talk about it all the time. Yeah. yeah. So it just felt like, oh, yeah, I, I can talk about forgiveness. Mm. Um, but then I want to go, okay, how can I share something true and wonderful about Jesus and the positive right. difference he makes to life? And mm. so when I was talking to this friend, I said to them, you know, I find forgiveness hard. I don't find it easy. You know, it's like I've been hurt twice. I've been hurt initially <laughs> and now I'm absorbing the pain of not getting right. back at them but mm. just forgiving them, choosing to forgive them instead. It's hard. And then I said something like, what helps me to uh, forgive someone else is knowing that Jesus has forgiven me because if you've had an experience of forgiveness yourself, it does actually help in terms of offering it to someone else. Yeah, so that's, that's what I said in the conversation. Yeah. Amazing and it's so true and it's so um it's just so conversational you know if you can share that the way that you just shared that with me i'm like oh yeah fantastic there's nothing difficult about that yeah there's um i mean you got to be bold <laughs> you do <laughs> you do yes um in terms of my method though what i was doing there in my head was i was thinking okay what is Going to the Gospels, so Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, Mm. what do I know there about forgiveness? Yes. And there are several places I could go. I could go to Mm. the, you know, last couple of lines in the Lord's Prayer. Mm. I could go to the sinful woman that anointed Jesus. 
Mm. I could go to that um, parable Jesus tells about uh, when Peter says, how many times should I forgive? (laughs) You know, I can go to different places. It's just about working out, well, what does that teach me, tell me, and how can I actually frame that to show something that's true and wonderful about Jesus and the positive difference he makes to life? So in that example, when I was... Yeah, well, that example when I was talking to um, that friend, I was thinking of that parable, how many times must I forgive? (laughs) And, Mm. you know, and Jesus in that parable, you know, shows that forgiven people forgive. Yeah. And that made me think, oh, yeah, there is actually a power in being forgiven yourself to forgive others and it's good and right to do that. Yeah, so that's, Amazing. that's where I go in the Bible. Um, yeah. Go straight to the Gospels. What does Jesus tell me about forgiveness? And then how do I just package it for one of, one of a better word to say something that's true and wonderful about Jesus and the positive difference it makes to following him? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely incredible. I am loving this conversation, Carolyn. <laughs> absolutely. And I, I think even as I'm listening to you, even if I thought to myself, well, I don't know if I, I don't know my Bible that well, I could just lean on my experience of my own salvation, knowing that Christ has forgiven me. And I think hmm. that it would be true to say that you know that story if you're following Jesus. If you've accepted Christ in your life, you know that. So you can share that at the bottom, at the, you know, entry Mm. level, I guess. I'm just encouraging myself here. If I kind of got stuck for words and everything, I'd go there in that story of forgiveness, which is Mm. wonderful, wonderful and true, like you're saying. Mm. Yeah. And I think, you know, you topics do come up and you think, I don't, I don't know how to think about that. And I'll give you a harder example in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, please do. Um, <laughs> but I do think it's a I do think it's a good motivation to get familiar with the gospels, even if it's just mm. one. Like pick yeah. one and read it. Get familiar yeah. with it. And if you do get stuck, then um, you know, ask people that you know know a bit more about the Bible than you do. Yeah. Ask them what Absol- does you know, where do I find forgiveness in the gospels? And hopefully they'll be able to point you somewhere. So. Yeah, absolutely. Or get one of those little topical books that you can buy it mm. online at a bookstore or physically in yeah. a bookstore of, of just all the topics and things. I know they've got a couple of those on my on my shelves. Yes. I think it's actually a really good exercise for us too, Tina. There's not just benefits for the inquirer we're talking to. There's mm. actually benefits for us because it helps yeah. us understand our own faith yeah. the challenges that are around us. How do I think about that as a Christian person? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, so good. So give me a more <laughs> difficult one because this is intriguing now. <laughs> okay. Um, well, for example, uh, I read, I've been reading online articles on what they're calling is the great resignation. So. Yeah. They've noticed in the US that millions of people have quit their jobs and mm. um, they're expecting that trend to hit Australia in March next year. Yeah. And it's quite interesting. So the great resignation or the big quit, as they call it, is mm. about people going, um, 
actually I'm rethinking the role of work in my life and uh, there are things that are really important to me now that are, have kind of become non-negotiable like flexible working arrangements mm. and I'm also want to look for something that uh, will give me uh, more fulfillment yeah right. so that's a that's a trend um, mm. and then you kind of go oh goodness what do the gospels say about quitting your job you know like it's mm. oh I don't know that that's an easy link to make mm. but uh, the fact that the big quit is about a search for fulfillment yes uh, there's there's a theme or an issue that resonates in the gospels Absolutely. I'm I'm thinking of uh, John's Gospel, for example, where Jesus talks about, you know, come to me and you'll never be hungry, never be thirsty. Mm. So that's, Mm. to me, that's an image of fulfillment. Yeah. Um, And it's it's helpful at times to even think, well, what what is fulfillment? You know, it's a word that we throw around, but what is it Mm. exactly? I had to actually Mm. uh, look up a dictionary (laughs) and um, discovered it's a, sense of uh, achievement it's achieving something where you feel a sense of satisfaction yes right so so that was helpful to kind of go okay what does Jesus give me that gives Mm. me uh, a sense of satisfaction and I think it's all those deeper things like purpose and meaning and hope and joy and identity and community all those deeper desires that we have yeah Mm. And so you're you're basically you're noticing what's going on in culture now, um, just by that the headlines that we do see in the news, etc. And being smart, knowing hey, this is probably going to come up when I talk with people around me that don't know Jesus. Um, mm-hmm. And you're thinking through, you're getting prepared, like we were saying at the start. Well, the way to stop the anxiety is to maybe be a bit prepared around some of these things. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Because um, then it just helps. You're in. Yeah, of course. I, I find otherwise, I'm in a conversation with someone and they're talking about quitting their job, and then we just mm. stay on the practical. You know, oh, what you know? What are you thinking you'll do instead? What's your time frame in terms of moving? What are you anxious about? Um, mm. Whereas it's helpful to go, oh, the big, the big quit is all about the search for fulfillment. Then mm. perhaps I could kind of direct the conversation along those lines. What would you find fulfilling? And, Amazing, yeah. And then they may ask you that question back, or you can say something yourself. I've found for me that fulfillment doesn't come in searching for the job. Fulfillment right. is a gift. Some days yeah. are very fulfilling. Some mm. days aren't. It just depends on the circumstances, you know, yeah. who I'm working for, who I'm working with, what work I'm doing. There's a whole lot of mm. factors that make yes. one day fulfilling and another not. That's okay. I find my fulfillment in relationship with a person. That's Jesus. He gives me mm. purpose, meaning, hope, joy, things that are very valuable to me that I can always be thankful for whether I'm having a good day at work or not. So that's how I would answer that. Yeah, and you have such a pastoral manner about you. You're, <laughs> you're so kind. Like I know that for people listening today, you can't see Caroline's face, but 
you have a very calming, kind, pastoral demeanor, which I think is really helpful in conversations. If you can have conversations where you are not being confrontational with presenting that that your thoughts on forgiveness or your thoughts on purpose, um, you're winning if you can just have mm. a different demeanor. I think yeah. we all need to adopt the Caroline Spencer demeanor. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, switch hats a little bit then. Let's go to a, a negative conversation because I'm, I'm intrigued now to wonder, okay, what's that going to look like and how do you, how do you approach that? So take, take yeah. me through that one. Yeah. Um, so a negative conversation is when you've, when it's, you've realized or it's becoming clear that you hold different positions. And, mm. and so when that happens to me, uh, at times I can think, I just don't want to have an argument with this person. Mm. <laughs> so mm. I will freeze. You know, I just yeah. won't know what to say. They will just keep talking. Uh, sometimes I have the flight response. So I just think, I don't want to get into an argument. So I'll just change the topic of conversation to kind of calm right. things down a bit. Mm. Uh, or sometimes I actually feel like I'm ready for a bit of a fight. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I I will say things, but sometimes I don't say them in the best way because I'm actually not feeling that calm at the time. Right. So, yeah, so just being aware of though, of aware of what's happening is really helpful because then I can yeah. go, actually, I'm anxious here. I'm not bringing my best to the conversation and mm. I want to bring my best to the conversation because of verses, for example, um, 1 Peter three fifteen to 17. So if I just read that, it says, But in your heart set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. The interesting thing there is the word gentleness Right. actually means being calm in the face of a negative situation. So uh, the people that Peter's mm. writing to, they're either facing persecution for their beliefs or about to, and Peter's saying to them, stay calm and speak up for Jesus, yeah. even though that got you into trouble in the first place. And so how do you, right. how do you stay calm in the face of a negative situation? Amazing. Well, <laughs> one of the things that, might help right. is just having a bit of a not a bit of knowledge, a bit of skills in terms of how to move the conversation on. Mm. Mm. And so, how would you do that? Just give me one skill of how to move that on. If if that's my goal, um, you know, I want to stay calm in this situation. And I've got to say, these verses you're referring to, we we talk about these quite a bit in our own um, online course. But can I just say, I'm very excited. I know that next year City Bible Forum are going to release a Calming Conversations course, which some of this content will be, and I'm super excited about that. But sorry, mm. go on. I just wanted to break in and say that. Yeah. So uh, what would you, well, what would you say? Well, it's actually about a technique. So uh, it's a negotiation technique, mm. and it's, it's, I, I would have thought it's a fairly simple one, but I found no. it really useful in conversation and so have other people. Uh, that I've spoken to. So the negotiation technique, the first, it's like when you've got a different position to someone, it's like you're on two different mountains. You know, you, your views are just so different and right. you just think, oh, they've said that. 
and I've said this mm. <laughs> or I'm about to say this and um yeah we just we're we're just on different mountains here so the first thing is to to do is to explore their mountain so to find out about their position to find out why it's important mm. to them that's really important uh understanding the why and how mm. committed they are uh to their position the second um step is yeah. to actually share something of your position so that is saying something true and wonderful about Jesus and the positive difference he makes to life. So that's the second step, share something of the view from mm. your mountain. The third step is to explore the valley in between. So mm. what could account for the differences in our position? And I find that really helpful because you're thinking of it as a problem to solve right. together, not we're on totally. two different mountains, two different positions, and we're just glaring at each other. <laughs> you know, you've actually got a way forward, which is, well, let's explore this valley. Yeah. And then the fourth step is actually to uh, invite them over to your mountain. So what would it take for you to adopt my position, that kind of thing? So rather than trying to drag them over, you know, you should mm. come over here. <laughs> Life with Jesus is the best. Uh, right. Gently inquire and invite them over. What would it take for, you know, you to believe the things that I do about Jesus? Well, I can share an example, first of all, of uh, how things went wrong. <laughs> and then I can show the difference that these negotiation mm. techniques make. So right. this conversation happened a while ago. It was with a significant yes. person in my life. And they said to me, we were at dinner, and they said to me, so would you say that I have to believe in Jesus and if I don't, I will go to hell? And this was at a dinner with my um, with other significant people in my life. And so mm. I was like, oh, it feels like I've just been throwing a live grenade here that's, <laughs> that's just going to explode in my face if I answer that mm -hmm. question right. directly. Hmm. So I said, uh, oh, why are you asking me that? And they said, oh, well, that's, you know, what other people in my life say. You know, they other people in my life say, you know, you don't have to hmm. believe in Jesus. I just want to find out what your position is. I think because I was so anxious because I felt like I'd been thrown a live grenade, hmm. <laughs> I thought, oh, great, they're going they're just going to pit what I say against <laughs> what other significant people in their life say and this is just going to end up, you know, really bad. And so I thought I'll just keep asking right. questions. Oh, so um, why do you think other people in your life think that? Hmm. And I asked so many questions to the point that the person actually that I was actually speaking to got really frustrated and said, can you just answer my question, you know? Uh, do I have to believe in Jesus uh, to not go to hell? And at that point, I just thought, oh, I've got to answer it. So I said, yes, that's what the Bible says. Um, and and then um, fortunately I just had a little moment of insight and so I said, <laughs> oh, what do you think of the Bible? And we ended up having a conversation about that and what they thought about the Bible and in the end, they just said to me, look, you know, you think that the other significant wow. people in my life say you don't have to believe in Jesus. I'm just going to go with them. I'll be safe. And I just went, yeah, but what if the Bible is actually right? You know, you're not safe then. Um, and then we just kind of 
looked at each other. (laughs) So I think if I'd actually actually been aware of these negotiation techniques, I just would have had a clearer idea of the flow in the conversation and where I was trying to go. Because I was at the beginning, I was asking about their position. I could see why it was kind of why it was important to them, why they were asking me the question but I didn't really know what I was doing. So I kept asking more and more questions. Whereas I think if I'd thought, okay, find out about their position, why it's important to them. Right. Next step, just share something, you know, true and wonderful about Jesus and the positive difference he made alive. And that's where I missed an opportunity because I just said, yeah, that is what the Bible says, that you need to believe in Jesus mm. if you don't go to hell. I could have said so much more in terms of yeah. you know, Jesus being the right. get out of hell free card and how wonderful that is and how wonderful life is with him. But I just didn't think yeah. of that at the time. Um, I did explore the valley in the sense of I view the Bible differently to uh, what the other people in their life think the Bible says about how you have relationship with God. they there was clear differences there, uh, but I, I could have invited her at the end by saying, you know, so what would it take for you to uh, look at the Bible the way I do? We could have had a really interesting conversation exploring that. Instead, they just went, I'm just, you know, I'm okay because this is what other people yeah, in my life say. Absolutely. And I ended up saying, well, maybe you're not. Um, <laughs> yeah, which wasn't a great way to end a conversation. So, yeah. Those are amazing tips, great tips on how to overcome anxiety in evangelism in our lives. So um, I trust today for you that are listening that this has been really helpful. It has been for me. And I'm looking forward also to doing another interview, Carolyn, when this Calming Conversations course does come out, which will be um, in the in the future, not too far away, we'll talk some more. But just wonderful. I'll drop some links also to City Bible Forum so that you can connect with some maybe some podcasts that are relevant that City Bible Forum also have produced, or some content, some blog posts, or whatever. So thank you so much for your time today, Carolyn. And um, Thanks, I'm excited to get out there with a little less anxiety. Oh, 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 oh,